Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, they got him. They got the uh, murderer, the cop killer, who killed Officer Richard Mendez. The police had a press conference that just wrapped up a few moments ago. He was caught outside of Cherry Hill, New Jersey, in a uh, joint operation with the feds. So that's some good news to start the show today. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210. And on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Now, the bad news, though, is that former President Donald Trump was just issued a gag order. He cannot say anything in the federal trial regarding uh, Special Prosecutor Jack Smith. He can't say things. There's all kinds of things that just came out just a few moments ago. He uh, does not have the right to say and do exactly what he pleases, according to the judge, Judge Chukin, who issued the gag order just a few moments ago. We'll get into that with you as well. Uh, completely uh, 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 outrageously unconstitutional. How he's not able to exercise his First Amendment rights as a candidate for the presidency of the United States of America when he's got to go and tell the voters, hey, listen, this is what they're doing to me. This is why you should vote for me. You should not let this affect you and your judgment about me. But they're not going to let him do that. They said, this is not about whether I like the language Mr. Trump uses, the judge said. This is about language that presents a, and you guessed it, a danger to the administration of justice. His presidential candidacy does not give him carte blanche to vilify public servants who are simply doing their jobs. See, that's funny because that's exactly why we have the First Amendment, so that you can literally vilify public servants and not get in trouble for it. That's why we have the First Amendment. So literally for that reason, so that you can go after the government and not get in trouble. But he doesn't have the First Amendment right, apparently, that everybody else does. This is outrageous. And it just like I said, it just came out. He said we will. uh, Trump said he's going to appeal the gag order. This is a witch hunt. He's absolutely right. Damn right. It's a witch hunt. In fact, he released a statement just a few moments ago. Let me share that with you. Uh, as well. He said on his Truth Social account, he issued a statement saying, today's decision is an absolute abomination and another partisan knife stuck in the heart of our democracy by crooked Joe Biden, who was granted the right to muzzle his political opponent, 
the leading candidate for the presidency in 2024 and the most popular political leader in America, President Donald J. Trump. President Trump will continue to fight for our Constitution, the American people's right to support him and to keep our country free of the chains of weaponized and targeted law enforcement. Uh, now, it's also important to, to note we're, we're, with regards to this gag order, it's it, I, I mean, you're you're barring a, a defendant from criticizing the prosecutor and the judge. You're gagging a presidential candidate and you're gagging him. You're, you're not allowing him to go. He's got to go out there and he's got to say to voters, listen, everything that you need to know about what they're saying about me is a lie. And I want your vote. And, and he needs to be able to explain things. And he can't do that now. It's completely unfair to him. It, I, it, this is completely unfair to him. It's absolutely unconstitutional. He does need to appeal it. I hope he will. I, 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 I mean, I, I assume he's going to do uh, right now. I assume they're going to be appealing this. So we'll talk more about that as the show goes on today. And uh, but I do want to mention the good news right right off the top of the show regarding the fact that they got this guy who had targeted and murdered a, a Philadelphia police officer, a, a, a great Philadelphia police officer. The people had nothing but good things to say, and they just thought he was a terrific guy. So one person has been arrested in the deadly shooting of Officer Richard Mendez. At least two others have been sought. And that just came out now. So they say that they've arrested an individual in the airport parking garage shooting that killed one officer and wounded another last week. And as you know, Officer Richard Mendez died in the October 12th, 2023 shooting. Officer Raul Ortiz was injured. Police believe Mendez was killed as someone came behind him during the shooting incident last week. So they had a press conference this afternoon and at least two others are sought he was shot and killed in a shooting that took place thursday night about 11 p.m so remember right after everybody was celebrating the big win the phillies win we had this horrible terrible news that happened they were getting ready to start their their shift they heard the sound breaking of glass they realized that these guys were trying to, to steal a car apparently these guys came from jersey to steal the car in philadelphia yeah, I wonder why, right? Why would, they, why would they cross the bridge to steal a car in Philly? Because there's no consequences, that's why. When the officers confronted the group, gunfire erupted. Mendez, a 22-year veteran of the police department, was shot multiple times in the upper torso and later pronounced dead at the hospital. And there, there, there are still some questions regarding this, uh, his gun, and investigators say they're unsure if Mendez fired the weapon on the night he was killed. After the shooting, police released a video of a Dodge Durango that had been reported stolen, dropping off 18-year-old Jesus Hernan Madera Duran of Camden, New Jersey, in the parking lot of the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia on the night of the incident. Duran died of gunshot wounds at the hospital at about 11.37 p.m. that night. They said they believe at least four individuals, including the guy, this guy Duran, who was dead, who's dead, fled from the shooting in that Dodge Durango. So they dropped off the one piece of uh, garbage, human excrement, that they, uh, they just dropped him off at the hospital and drove away. And then they found the Durango torched in South Brunswick, New Jersey, torched completely. But the vehicle had a tracking device inside of it, which was recovered on I-95 and Academy Road on Friday. And they recovered a second vehicle that they believe may be tied to this shooting at the 3700 block of L Street in Philadelphia's Kensington neighborhood Saturday night. And this has been this is this is an issue that's been going on at Philadelphia International Airport. Armed gunmen have been stepping up thefts of vehicles 
at the airport. This has been a thing that has been happening. Following an investigation that began in January, police officials reported in June approximately 35 thefts and five armed robberies occurred at car rental agencies at the airport. Over the course of this time, these rental agencies stepped up security measures to deter thieves only for armed gunmen to grow even more brazen. Stealing vehicles by holding a booth operator at a lot at gunpoint in at least one incident. In those crimes, officials said the thieves appeared to be teens or young men between the ages of 17 and 23. And officials have only arrested three people in these ongoing thefts from lots near the airport. And and clearly, there's a reason why they're coming in and doing this in Philadelphia. They're coming in and doing this in Philadelphia because they know that they can get away with it. If they get even if they get caught, I mean, if they get they're they're not going to be prosecuted and they're not they're not going to be sent away. So that's the latest on that. We have a little bit of the audio from the press conference today that was held just a short time before I got on the air. Let's uh, let's take a listen to it. In Ben County, New Jersey, we believe that individual um, participated in the theft of the vehicle and was uh, subsequently involved in the shooting homicides of Officer Ortiz, Officer Mendez, as well as uh, the individual that was with them, um, Jesus Durant. We believe that one of these accomplices was responsible um, for firing a firearm which shot all three of these individuals. That's what the evidence is showing us at this time. Um, That is preliminary, but that's right now what we have. Uh, We are working very hard to obtain Uh, more evidence on additional individuals. Just to give you a little bit of details into what happened today, approximately 2 a.m., investigators received uh, information that the individual, uh, Martinez Fernandez, was in the area of Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Um, They proceeded to a location there, uh, and approximately just before 4 a.m., U.S. Marshals, FBI, and members of the New Jersey State Police, as well as the Homicide Division, moved in and were able to effect the arrest uh, of, of the individual. Um, Lieutenant uh, Fry, who's standing uh, just to my right, uh, she was able to place um, Officer Richard Mendez's cuffs on the defendant uh, when he was processed and transported to New Jersey State Police. He's, he's currently there waiting extradition to uh, Philadelphia for charges of murder. All right. I'm going to turn things over right now to uh, Councilwoman Lozada to speak on on the family, and then we'll answer any questions. Good afternoon. Uh, Richie was a, a friend, um, and so was Officer Ortiz. Um, I'd like before I, I share their. Um, brief statement, I'd like to also thank everyone who has reached out to me, to my office, uh, to my staff who worked very closely um, with Richie during his time in the 25th Police District. We are grateful um, for all of the love and support that we've received as well. As I mentioned, I had an opportunity to meet with the Mendez family this afternoon, and they asked me to share the following statement. We appreciate the the people for reaching out um, and for and we are grateful for the overwhelming amount of support we've received. But at this time, we are asking for you to please allow us time to grieve. Richie was a great man who was loved by many, and we will continue to love him through the memories we have of him. He was an upstanding family man. Family was his number one priority. 
as a son, husband, and father. His daughter, Mia, was his pride and joy, along with his wife, Alexandra. To his family, he was the person everyone went to when they didn't know what to do. Richie's response was always, we will figure it out together. The officers who worked with him will tell you that he was an asset to the police force. Richie Mendez led by example. He never complained and always was willing to help, no matter what the assignment, he showed up ready and with a positive attitude. He received his master's degree in 2019 and had plans to become a college professor after retiring. Mia is currently in college and will be sure to make her dad proud. Once again, from the family, we appreciate your love and support, Mia, Alexandra, and family. Thank you. Thank you, Councilmember, and thanks, everyone. Uh, for a few minutes, we're going to take some Q&A, but I'm going to remind you again, you know, we're still very early into it. It's going to be a long and drawn-out investigation, so we're going to be limited into the responses uh, that we can give. Sorry, you have to start, 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 we're going to start right there. Um, I just wanted to know, did the reward encourage someone to give up this information about where you find the well, as uh, Sergeant Cripp said, we're still very active in the investigation, so I'm not going to comment on um, where the information came from. We're, one thing I do want to say is we need more. We need more people to call. We still have at least two individuals who are at large, and it could be more, uh, that are out of the sight of that vehicle or what the officers were able to see. So um, we're encouraging the people to call. There's still reward. Would you, would you say his name again for the person you've arrested? Sure. The, whether he's involved in an organization with the 18-year-old uh, who was killed that's coming over to steal cars here at uh, the airport. So it's Yabrani Martinez Fernandez, okay? Uh, I'm not going to comment on an organization that we are working with um, the state police as well as our federal partners on uh, seeing if this is an organization and how much they're involved in. We're not quite there yet to say but that'll come at a later date, and it's still active. That investigation is still active also. Mr. Holt, uh, well, he'll, he'll send it out yeah, to you. We'll, we'll send it out to you. We'll push it out to all of you shortly. Okay. The mugshot, uh, he's, he's still with New Jersey, but the, the spelling goes with tennis now to Ronnie, Y-O-B-R-A-N-N-Y, Martinez, common spelling, Z, Fernandez, F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z, 18 years old. We still haven't recovered the gun. We don't know who has the gun. So we have him in our custody. Um, we do not have the gun. Is it believed that he pulled the trigger? We can't say at this point. One, we believe one of the accomplices of Duran pulled the trigger. We just don't have all the answers yet in the investigation. We're working towards them now. Do you know whether the officer's service weapon, Frank, was, was fired? Have you been able to figure that out? What did the FCC done? Through the evidence, we don't believe it was, but we don't have definitive answers. Obviously, the gun would help us make those definitive answers. But right now, we don't believe so. We don't believe Officer Mendez fired his weapon. What evidence do you think you uh, to elaborate on that led you to finding this individual? Well, that's part of the active investigation. We need to find the other individuals, so I'm not going to get too technical. Um, we, we received information from the public. We obviously recovered some video. Uh, we have ballistic evidence, and we have other evidence that we've recovered that are helping us 
uh, leading us to these individuals. And a, a lot of the investigation that's been done on the east side of the river into some of these individuals played a, a big part in us identifying them very quickly. Mr. Olin, uh, either for the deputy commissioner or the commander, well, well, in terms of the, the stolen cars, I mean, we know that earlier this year, a lot of the stolen cars were re related to um, the TikTok challenge um, regarding how to, to be able to get into Kias and, and um, those vehicles and Hyundai's. As a result of that, we gave out clubs. We worked with those dealers to be able to, to hand out some clubs. A lot of those were related to that. Um, we have, an, again, uh, over the past year, uh, put together a, a, a task force that focuses on the carjackings and things of that nature. This group here, um, it seems, that, as D.C. Venora alluded to, uh, they were doing work in, in, in Jersey and, and not necessarily all related in the city. Some of it related in the city, uh, but that is an investigation that, that again, uh, we are going to be working with our partners there to be able to move some things forward. Don't want to get too much into that, um, but obviously we know that there's a bigger issue based on the work that uh, we're uncovering at this point in time, both here and around the surrounding areas. So it's uh, it's it, it's very obvious there's a carjacking ring here that's involved in this, and it's very obvious that there's multiple individuals involved here. Uh, Officer Mendez never fired his weapon. The evidence shows that he was shot from behind while struggling with one of the group of the men the two officers saw breaking into the car. And this is the third deadly Camden, New Jersey connection in 13 weeks. One Philadelphia police officer's murder is just the latest with the ties to the city of Camden. 18-year-old Jesus Duran of Camden was killed in a deadly airport shootout. That's the one who they dropped off at the hospital. Rashid Banks, 15 years old, captured in Camden County July 12th, carjacked, charged with uh, South Philly carjacking and a murder. And he was taken into custody back then. Uh, these three, all of these three Philadelphia homicides with Camden connections and suspects began just days after the director of the board of Camden County Board of Commissioners, Lou Capelli, made the comment, quote, to the thugs, criminals, and gun-bearing freaks over in Philadelphia after the 4th of July shooting in Camden. The, uh, so this is, this is uh, the latest what we have here in terms of this. There's obviously this, this connection going on, and this, this guy was arrested in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Obviously, clearly, this is an organized ring here this is this is organized crime this is this is as, as as bad as it gets and these these guys are cop killers so at least they got the guy the other guy's dead there's still at least two more though two more people that they're out there looking for at least two more that they're out there uh, actively looking for at this time so that's the latest on that 855-839-1210 i'll keep you posted on that throughout the show uh philly's game tonight we got uh, Red October. We're excited. We'll check in with our buddies down at the ballpark a little bit later. Thursday, <laughs> excuse me, since I know we could all use a laugh, I'll be back at Parks Casino. It's Parks Casino Club 360. We're going to do another comedy night, Joe Conklin's comedy night with MC Mike Baldini. It's going to be this coming Thursday. 
October 19th, 8 p.m., Club 360, Parks Casino. Kevin Downey Jr., who's a very, very funny guy, conservative radio host, actually, as well. Marion Groden. Tickets are just 20 bucks. Includes your first drink. Doors open at 7 p.m. Just go to parkscasino.com slash comedy. You must be 21. Gambling problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. So you can go after the game. Game on Thursday is early. It's 5 o'clock. Uh, comedy show starts at 8. You can go. You can watch the game. Chickies and Pete's or anywhere else you want to watch. They've got the sports book there at Parks Casino. And then head over to the comedy show after that. It starts at 8 o'clock. So Thursday night, October 19th. Mark your calendar for that. Uh, give you the latest on Trump, this gag order, this completely unconstitutional gag order. President Joe Biden is now backtracking, it seems, in his support for Israel. But U.S. service members have been given up a a, a alert that they may be called up uh, called up to active duty. So I'll give you more details on that. That's also just breaking right before we got on the air today. So it's going to be a very, very busy Monday, as it always seems to be. I'm glad you're here. 855-839-1210, coming right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, it's Monday, another week ahead of us. Phillies Red October, Hamas attacks are fueling U.S. border security concerns as several Iranians have been found crossing the border as well, and uh, the gag order on former President Donald Trump. I, I cannot emphasize this enough to you. I cannot stress this enough to you. This announcement by this judge goes to the very, very heart of the United States Constitution, the very heart of our political system, the very heart of the First Amendment. This judge has now turned around to a guy running for president of the United States of America and said, I'm putting a gag order on you. You can't talk about this case, even though there's people out there who may wonder, hey, maybe you're guilty. And maybe they'd like to vote for you, but they don't know if they want to because they think you might be guilty. So even though politicians have to typically answer for all kinds of accusations in their life, he can't. He can't address the ones that are that that he's that he's currently dealing with in federal court. Think about that for a moment. The guy's on the campaign trail and they accuse him of uh, cheating on his wife or cheating on his taxes or going bankrupt. He can answer any of those things. Trump who's got all these accusations against him in federal court, cannot. He's not allowed to say anything. He can't go after the special counsel. He can't say that the special counsel is, that this is weaponized justice. Why not? And the judge's argument is, well, because it's a danger to these hardworking public servants who are out there every day trying to do their job. So what? You could argue that I, could, that I, I can't be able to criticize anybody who's a, the, who's a quote-unquote public servant. 
That's everybody who's an elected official, number one. Everybody is, who's an elected official is technically a public servant. So, so you have the First Amendment to the Constitution where the highest level of political speech, highest level of protected speech is political speech. So that you can go out there and say, hey, I disagree with Congress. I disagree with the president. I disagree with the Senate. I disagree with this, this member of Congress, my mayor, my council person. You can say those things and not get in trouble. These are public servants. They're there to serve the public. And you have a First Amendment right to be able to talk about them, but not this judge. This judge says you don't. This judge says you don't have the right to say those things. You don't have the right. The, uh, the judge said, Mr. Trump is a criminal defendant. He is facing four felony charges. Right, he's a defendant. Meaning that he's, he's an innocent man who has been charged by the government of the United States of America. And now the judge has said he can't criticize the very government that's charged him. He's a defendant. He's not, been, he's, he's not been found guilty. And even if he was found guilty, so what? He still has a First Amendment right. How many people have been found guilty have written books calling the process that, w- that they were railroaded? Going after the judge, going after the jury, going after the system. The, I mean, there's, there's thousands of books written by people who've been in, incarcerated, found guilty of crimes. People who were later released. People who were later found to be not guilty years later. But he can't comment on anything. Mr. Trump is a criminal defendant, the judge said. He is facing four felony charges. He is under the supervision of the criminal justice system, and he must follow his conditions of release. Conditions of release? We, we don't hold anybody anymore in this country for violent crimes. His, his, what, what, what are you going to keep him behind bars? He's an innocent man. Everybody has a right under the law to be innocent. And the only reason why you hold people, you deny them bail, is if they are a danger to society, which he is not, or if they think he's a flight risk, which obviously he's not. He's running for president. So what right do you have to not release him, number one? Number two, when, when does speech become an issue in terms of releasing somebody from being held in jail while they're awaiting their trial? When does, when does speech happen? And how many times have, have people been out there, whether they're rap artists or they're writers, who've gone out there and literally used their art form to criticize the very system that they believe is, is going after them? And Trump can't do those things now. As president of the United States. So he goes to a town hall meeting and maybe some people in the crowd have, hey, I have a question for you. Uh, did you do it? And he says, I, I'm not, I, I can't say, I can't talk about it. Well, do you think the special, so now the special counsel, Jack Smith, who's going after Trump, is given the ultimate latitude now to be viewed as somebody who is above reproach, who's, a, who's above criticism, who's above the, 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 uh, the, the notion of being called out as someone who is, a political animal. But of course, Jack Smith's a political animal. He's made a career of going after politicians, including the governor of Virginia, who the Supreme Court threw that case out after he was found guilty, threw out the charges against Bob McDonald and said he should never have been tried for this corruption case. It was outrageous what they did to that man. Jack Smith has made a career out of this. Well, the guy who the, it's who the guy is. But now he can't say anything. Donald Trump doesn't have the right to say anything. He does not have the right to say and do exactly what he pleases. Do you agree with that? She asked Trump attorney John Laro, who responded 100%. Why would Trump's attorney say 100%? Why would, why would, why would, she, why would he say that? He, we're not suggesting he has the right to say and do exactly what he pleases. 
What what does that mean? I mean, obviously he's got to follow the law, but why would Trump's attorney turn around and go 100%? Trump's attorneys have attacked the proposed order as fundamentally antithetical to his First Amendment rights and suggested the order is simply a way for President Joe Biden and the Justice Department to hurt Trump's ability to campaign. Laura accused the special counsel's office of trying to prevent President Trump from speaking out about the issues of the day. Every single issue that relates to this case also has political issues. A hundred percent. Of course it does. This is a political case. That's what this case is. He's Donald Trump is being traced. It's not, it's not a murder case. It's not being accused of murdering somebody. He's being accused of saying things that the government doesn't like about the election results. He's being accused of speech that the government says may have led to January 6th, even though they haven't charged him with that. So this is entirely a political case, and it's entirely about political speech. And now they've denied him the ability to defend himself in the court of public opinion when he's running for president, where the court of public opinion gets to vote. Now, you sequester juries so that juries can't hear this stuff. You, you don't allow people to target mem- juries. I understand that. Jurors themselves can't be targeted. I get that point. But you can't, you can't go after the prosecutor. You can't verbally go after the prosecutor and suggest this case is a sham. People do that all the time. People do that in this country constantly. My, my God, we, 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 we live in a world right now where you've got people who have the right to defend themselves in court. And theoretically speaking, if Trump decided to defend himself in court, he couldn't he couldn't go out there in court and say that he felt this whole thing was a sham or maybe only in the courtroom. But then again, maybe not. Who knows? Maybe in the courtroom, the judge wouldn't allow that either. She said, if the message Mr. Trump wants to express is my prosecution is politically motivated, he can do so without using highly charged language. What is the highly charged language? She said, when you start to use a word like a thug to describe a prosecutor doing their job, that wouldn't be allowed by any other criminal defendant. Just because the defendant is running a political campaign does not allow him to do whatever he wants. So he can't use the word thug. She pointed out troubling public posts targeting Jack Smith's office, saying that his highly charged language pushes the bounds of what a criminal defendant can say publicly about their legal case. Troubling posts may encourage harm again. There it is. That's that's it. That's what, obviously, they use that word harm. People may want to kill him. People may want to go after him. What about all the things that are said politically charged speech against politicians constantly in this country? We allow that under the First Amendment. We don't allow people to, to make things very specific and say, in other words, we don't allow people to say you should go out and kill that person. But we use politically charged speech against politicians in this country all the time. People just trying to do their job. I mean, what's the difference between a prosecutor and a a congressman? Congressman's just trying to do his job. So if you want to use this judge's standard, can't criticize congressman either. Congressman's out there just trying to do his job. Just a public servant trying to do his job. She uh, specifically pointed to a truth social post in which the former president referred to the special prosecutor as a thug. She said, uh, in what case do you think it would be appropriate for a criminal defendant to call the prosecutor a thug and stay on the streets? Will no one rid me of this meddlesome priest comes to mind, the judge said. Why can't he call him a thug? What's wrong with the word thug? Why did suddenly now what the word thug is code for go out and kill the prosecutor prosecuting me? 
Is that, is that the judge's argument? Is that the leap the judge is taking here? Can't use the word thug. Okay. Now, Trump's attorney slammed the proposed restrictions on Trump's ability to discuss prosecutors saying, what kind of words does someone use to battle oppression or a society that he believes is veering towards totalitarianism? President Trump firmly believes that these proceedings are brought by a politically motivated prosecutor. And whether or not they are, he has a First Amendment right to believe that. And he has a First Amendment right to say that. He has a First Amendment right to criticize this. He has a First Amendment right to say these things. His choice words prompted Chutkin to ask him to tone down his language. She has repeatedly reminded him that Trump, as a criminal defendant, is able to face court-imposed restrictions about what he may say publicly about people involved in the case. Why? Why? What? All these other people can say things about Trump. Think about it. CNN's allowed. MSNBC's allowed. ABC News, CBS News, NBC. They can go out there and say things about Trump. They can go out there and criticize Trump all they want. They can go out there and they can they can lead their viewers to believe on a nightly basis, morning, noon and night, actually, basis that Trump is guilty, that this is a just prosecution. But he can't go out there and defend himself in the court of public opinion and say, no, it's not. This is weaponized justice. They are targeting me because of because of me, because I'm running against the president of the United States. It's Joe Biden's Department of Justice that is going after Trump. And Joe Biden is his political opponent. And the president can't criticize now the prosecution of the political opponent. Think about that. He can't come out and say anything about this. It's outrageous. The judge uh, said that it may be impossible to enforce additional restrictions while he is campaigning for the presidency and that everything Trump has said publicly abides by court orders so far. But politics stops at the courtroom door. Judge actually laughed loudly in response to the attorney statement the attorney said what you have put in place is working regarding trump's release conditions the judge laughed in his face and and told the attorney to stop making political arguments in her courtroom this judge is an idiot this, this judge is is a, a a completely biased political judge oh i'm sorry I, I called her an idiot i hope i don't get in trouble for that this judge is tying trump's hands behind his back when he's got a battle in the most important court, the court of public opinion, as he runs for president of the United States of America, which he has every right to do as an American citizen to run for president and to make his arguments and to go out there and to make his arguments. She reminded uh, Trump's attorney that uh, the restrictions on him that he has can't intimidate Witnesses or jurors while waiting trial, while Joe Biden, of course, has no. While Joe Biden has no uh, no no restrictions against him. I mean, think about that, right? Joe Biden could theoretically stand up there at every political speech that he gives and say Trump is a crook. Trump needs to go to prison. Trump is guilty. Trump needs to go away. And Trump can't even defend himself against that because it's the president's Department of Justice that is going after him. This is an outrageous violation of Trump's First Amendment rights, an outrageous violation of this. And above and beyond that, it's, it's even worse because Trump's trying to run for president. So now, you know, the, we talk about the suburban uh, moms all the time, that they're, they're the, 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 t- the target audience here, the, the key audience. 
So some mom comes home from work or from driving the kids around or whatever and turns on the TV and, and there's Donald Trump in an interview with Kristen Welker or somebody else. And he says, what do you want to say about the case? And Trump goes, I can't say anything about the case. I can't say, I can't, I'm, I'm not allowed to criticize. I, 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 I can't say a word about it. So now that suburban voter now thinks, well, maybe he's guilty. He's not, he's not defending himself. He's not, he's not defending himself. Trump has to battle on two fronts. He's got a battle to keep himself out of prison and he's got a battle to win the presidency and convince voters that he's not guilty and they should vote for him. And what the judge has done today is a massive in-kind campaign contribution to Joe Biden. That's what this judge has done. She has given a massive in-kind campaign contribution to Joe Biden. Write that down, Matt DeSantis, because that's the podcast title right there. This judge has given a massive in-kind campaign contribution to Joe Biden because she has limited his number one political opponent's ability to defend himself in the court of public opinion and to attack the prosecution by this president's Department of Justice. This is a major gift to Joe Biden. It's a major in-kind campaign contribution is what it is. It's outrageous. 855-839-1210 is the number. We will talk more about this as the show goes on. Give me your thoughts on Twitter as well. Uh, at, uh, excuse me, on X, as they say now, at Rich Zioli. But listen, when you're involved in an accident, you do need a lawyer, and you need a lawyer to help you maximize your recovery and get the fair value of your case. Please do not assume the insurance companies are going to take care of you and value your case fairly. Insurance companies are big businesses concerned with one thing, and that's their bottom line. You need the law offices of Thomas G. Skopinich. He's my buddy. And Tom has been serving the greater Delaware Valley for over 25 years, and he's helped many clients. With offices located in Lansdale, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, let Tom help you maximize your recovery and get the fair value for your case. Prior to starting his own insurance and his own uh, law practice, he used to work for and on behalf of the insurance companies. So that gives Tom Skopinich a unique understanding of the strategies and the tactics that they are going to use when they fight your case. So do you want to maximize your settlement, your, your, your case? Do you want to maximize your settlement, maximize what you deserve? Of course you do. Then you need Tom Skopinich today. Scopelawyer.com, S-C-O-P-E lawyer.com or 215-624-2211. Get what you deserve and get it today by calling my buddy Tom Skopinich. Scopelawyer.com, scopelawyer.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. It's 100% outrageous what this judge is doing to Donald Trump. 100% outrageous. Unconstitutional and completely against his First Amendment rights and absolutely unfair to him as a presidential candidate. This is a judge who is clearly helping Joe Biden out. That's why I said it's an in-kind campaign contribution by this judge. Because he's not allowed to go out there and defend himself now in the court of public opinion, which is which is quite frankly a court that matters at this point in his life, even more so than the actual court. Because if Donald Trump does not win the presidency of the United States of America, because he does not have the ability to go out there and defend himself in the court of public opinion, then you have done something in this country that they typically do in totalitarian countries, dictatorships, third world countries, which is you deny the ability of a candidate 
to criticize the government that they are running against. Because this government is prosecuting Donald Trump. This is a political prosecution. Donald Trump's not accused of carjacking. He's not accused of murdering somebody. He's being accused of saying things the government doesn't like. Really, that's what it comes down to. They don't like the fact that Donald Trump denied the election. Even though everybody was allowed to deny the election in 2016 and say it was Russia, they don't like the fact that Trump denied the election in 2020. They don't like the, the, the fact that a bunch of people stormed the Capitol building on January 6, 2021. Actually, they do love it. It's their favorite day of the year now, the left. It's their high holy day. And even though they haven't charged him with inciting that, they still don't like the fact that he said things that may have led those people to do those things, even though he didn't say to people to go do those things. So because this is entirely a political prosecution, he should have every right to be able to defend himself in the court of public opinion. 100%. Rob's in West Deptford. Hello, Rob. Oh, yeah. Hello. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't like Trump. I, I, I don't think he's, I don't like, he doesn't have any policy. But as far as what he, he, can, he should be able to say whatever he wants to say. Because Biden's more of a criminal than, than he is. Yeah, he should be able to say whatever he wants to say. This is America last time I checked. The United States of America, and you should be able to criticize your government. And now the government turns Absolutely. around and says these are hardworking public servants. So what? Everybody in politics technically is a public servant. We can't criticize them now? Yeah, absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly with you. I can't stand Trump. But I vote for him if he gets some good advisors and he doesn't act on his own. He'll get a lot of... I think so. I, 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 if he's allowed to make his own decisions, I don't think he's any more any better than Biden as far as policy is concerned. I, I mean better than Biden, but I just hope he can take advice because, you know, one day if you don't like him, he doesn't like it. The next day, if you like him, oh, he likes you. He kills it. He doesn't have, he hasn't come out. Well, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I just can't stand Biden. And I've been a Democrat for 20 years. Well, listen, I understand. And you don't have to like Trump to agree that this is an outrageous ruling by the judge. You don't have to it like is. him politically. You can, you, in fact, right. everybody exactly. who doesn't like Trump politically should say this is an outrageous right. decision by the judge because it could happen to, to their people next time. Yeah. Grounds for appeals if he, if he gets burned. Thank you, right? Rob. You have a great day. Thank I you. appreciate it. Uh, Brian's in Fairmount. Brian, how are you? Good, Rich. Uh, new, uh, a new uh, legal theory here. I believe Krasner was ultimately complicit in this officer's death. And I, I believe the Pennsylvania Attorney General bring a, a criminal conspiracy uh, charge against them that led in the officer's death. And the conspiracy was a plan with other ADAs to not enforce the laws that he took an oath to enforce, which led to an environment of complete lawlessness and where, uh, where it was just a complete uh, free, uh, you know, where, where people were willing to do anything and they knew they weren't uh, going to be prosecuted. So I think there's a direct correlation between this officer's death and Krasner's um, not upholding his oath. Well, there's no question there's a correlation here. You're not going to be able to charge Larry Krasner with that, but, you, but you're right. I mean, philosophically, why, why not, you're Rick? Why, why, why not? Why, why doesn't some, uh, I don't know, like who, who prosecutes well, they, the listen, prosecutors? Listen, 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 case- listen, time, time out, because I'm just telling you the reality of the world. They, they impeach Larry Krasner in the House for this very thing. Pennsylvania Assembly, Pennsylvania House impeached him for this very reason you're saying, and it's dead. It's died on arrival, right? What you're saying is correct. And they tried to hold Larry Krasner accountable, and the legislature tried to. George Paquetto was in studio. He led the fight on this. 
Martina White, a lot of other people, to say Larry Krasner is directly responsible for the lawlessness. And what happened? They impeach him, and then it goes nowhere in the, in the Pennsylvania State Senate. So who's going to charge him? The I, Attorney General of Pennsylvania? The Attorney General of Pennsylvania is not going to charge Larry Krasner. Well, I think that there should be pressure. If I was the family of this officer, I, I, would, I would be sitting at home thinking, I mean, it's heartbreaking, but it's, it was an environment created by the official charged with an oath that disavowed his oath. And the way you deal with that, is political because they're not who is going to criminally charge Larry Krasner is a question who that's why it's a novel theory I'm asking you to brainstorm it <laughs> all right I will absolutely brainstorm it my friend I would love it to, to happen maybe they can get him on federal charges but again you think the U.S. attorney uh is going to go after him I mean this is why we need a good attorney general in the state of Pennsylvania we need somebody who's going to go out there and be willing to challenge Larry Krasner because politically they don't have the political stomach for it After this, they should definitely go forward with the impeachment trial. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. Um, He's absolutely responsible for this. There's no question about it. His policies have led to this. Absolutely, they have. All right, 855-839-1210. We got a lot more to talk about. We got um, the latest on the speaker race as well. Trump's gag order. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 